back and made it. Hi guys. Just the two What's of up? us. Well, I guess it's always the two of us, but I meant two of us recording at our home. At our home. I feel like this yeah. is where we feel the most comfortable. How do you feel? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like we're just used to it. So used to doing it at home. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, it's very us and it's very our space. And I swear this pandemic has made this so weird, but it's great. I like doing this at home too. There's nothing wrong with it. In the comforts of your house. I also realized that sometimes when we record our episodes, there might be some new listeners and we never explain what our podcast is. Or maybe I guess we do in our intro, but I decided now moving forward, we'll just do a quick spiel about who we are and what we're going to talk about. So the listeners know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we talk about pop culture and current events, but from our perspective, which we're obviously two Asian women in North America, depending mm-hmm. on where you listen, but that's mainly what it is. And we obviously have our own takes on stuff, but we honestly just uh, try to also highlight things that you know are good for our, our community and things that mm-hmm. bolster it and also are critical of it. So love it. That, that, was, that was a way better discussion than I was going to give. So let's oh, go sorry. with that. If you no, want to give yours, if you want to give absolutely yours, Absolutely not. That's great. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about what everyone's been watching on their For You page probably, which is TikTok yep. potentially maybe getting banned from the US and just... The, the what what the, what the what was like the hearing with yeah um the congressman like who are who is the CEO talking to yeah so basically that's Congress and a lot of the people that are talking about it are Republicans um it was honestly something that I had to watch for work and it was so horrific to watch honestly yeah. the xenophobia phobia sinophobia just like very overt racistness like that's happening and. Like, I I can get so enraged about it. There's so many parts about it that, like, really feed into, like, the lies that Republicans tell. Like, oh, this app actually promotes cartels or drug Mm -hmm. use or mental health or telling people to, like, uh, youth to, like, kill themselves. But honestly, it's, like, all these things, mental health, you know, those are policies that they don't uphold in their actual day-to-day life. Like, we just are reflection of, like, this is, like, Facebook. This is, like, any other platform. But because it has like originating ties to bike dance, which is from China. There's like, it's a very easy peg for Americans, especially those that are like, you know, rail against China. It's very easy, but like, it's totally nonsensical and super racist. Like it's, it was mm-hmm. terrible to watch. It was awful, honestly. Yeah. I'm excited to also get your take on it just from the media perspective and just having seen from like, you know, the Facebook of like Cambridge Analytica. So like, I feel like we have a good understanding of like this may go down uh, so excited to get into that I know it's all overdue but I also want to talk about the Oscars because you and I haven't had a chance to talk about it and um, I think the Oscars was such like a good jumping point to all the amazing new TV shows and movies that are coming out just with the with Asian leads so yeah those are a couple of the things on the docket that we're going to get into yeah definitely I think you know, I think because this is just top of mind, like I, I want to know what you thought of watching like clips from the hearing. You obviously okay, didn't watch yes. it. it. It was like eight hours of just hell, but like just seeing what was highlighted on your for you page or whatever, like what was what did you see it as like as a viewer, like taking this in and also, you know, as someone who uses this app just like I do. All the yeah. Time. OK, so I I knew all these talks 
were coming out about potentially banning TikTok for the US. And then obviously, I feel like there is a lot of like fear mongering and like the media narrative about how China, you know, um, takes all these data from us and then uses it against us. So like that is like above my pay grade. So I don't really understand of like the actual threat that potentially TikTok having ties to ByteDance has implications to the US and our privacy and all of well-being of that. Because I think especially with the like the UFOs and the hot air balloons that were in the air from China that was like giving US skepticism. So I feel like those combination of that has created this kind of narrative. But again, I yeah. don't really know what Chinese China's motives are. And like I know there are so many grievances that you know we have from all the things that are censor that maybe gets leaked out of China of their business practices that we obviously like don't really align with either. So I thought that um, I didn't know the CEO of TikTok was going to be like such a younger kind of like hip dude. Like, I guess we know of like the Mark Zuckerberg and like Jack Dorsey and like Elon Musk of it all. But like this guy was actually super charming. And I think that also like helps the TikTok narrative to be like, hey, like, we just show 60 minute second videos, like whatever. So going in, I think that's kind of all I knew. I thought that it was kind of like bullshit because like banning an app this big, seems quite impossible. But then I feel like with the current trend of the US of like literally revoking every LGBTQ rights and (laughs) trying to, you know, put a stop to any female reproductive like right yeah yeah anything is possible in the u.s um so i didn't really realize it was going to be like this and seeing the clips that come in or has just been absolutely ridiculous like i know and i think you made a good point that it is a lot of like republicans um that i think are like middle age like cis white like men and female who are just definitely like tech phobes and don't understand and like you just get that immediately from the line of questioning like it is so ridiculous and I won't even regurgitate because there's so many good summary TikToks <laughs> of people be like this is basically what went down and it's so true even though it's like dramatized it's absolutely true yeah it was awful like it's so, so funny that when we're on our, talking about a hearing about TikTok that we literally they literally got congress people which are like the they're basically don't know how to use tech and they're mostly white and older and privileged. And honestly, I think tech TikTok has been such a thing that they want to be against because it's many people can share their platforms on there and they just like melded in with their own narratives of making stuff up about like, you know, the U S is helping Mexican cartels or TikTok's helping Mexican cartels. And that's China wanting to like promote fentanyl in the U S and if they even use the app for one second, like almost everything is banned on that app. Like you can't mm-hmm. say certain things you definitely will get like a lifetime ban if there's like drugs. Yes, one or two videos might sneak through. It's an app with 150 million American users alone. And obviously like I'm not even promoting this app. Like I'm literally just saying that every app, if you're going to say this and every app and every big tech company should be closed down. You should look at Facebook, like Meta, like Mark Zuckerberg is literally laughing right now. Like they're just doing his job for him. And the same thing. Yeah. And his on Facebook there and Meta and Instagram, there's like been so many cases of allowing like people like spies from Russia or tampering with the vote or putting out fake misinformation and they couldn't even regulate that. So like this is totally if you're going to take it in that view, like a freedom of speech and a freedom of creation. Like it's so funny. America wants everyone to be entrepreneurial and be like freedom to have Mm. a business and make your own things. And despite like how clear they're trying to make it like like TikTok says they're going to bring third-party people to look at their new code, which is separate from Douyin and ByteDance, like, and it's two separate entities, and not many companies or no companies really do that. 
Like they still just go back to the rallying point. Like, Hey, this guy is so Chinese. And like, even the way that they were pronouncing people's names, like mm. of his past coworkers, like just having no way to understand or even pronouncing, like it was so like xenophobic. Just it was just like, yeah. Yeah. Be like, Oh, and so the CEO bite dance is this person and butcher like so the name. Foreign. Yeah. Yeah. Like for some people that practice this so much, like it makes you wonder, like, did you mean to like really just butcher these names to really, I guess show to American people like it isn't Bob, it isn't Chad. Like this mm-hmm. is like the Chinese people running your stuff when clearly like they don't a know this app at all, how this app works, what's censored on this app. And like, if you're going to do this, like do it to everyone else, like shut down the internet, shut down Apple. Like Literally, this is where we use it. Like, everybody. Exactly. So if that's what they want to do, like it's so weird to point that out for that one company. And despite if you're a user or not, if you think it's a serious app or not, like, this is like seriously um, just a peg for the forever peg for the U.S. against or the Western world versus China peg. It's like mm-hmm. so stupid. Um, and I think what made him seem so charming is that he was just trying to answer like in a very calm manner. I would have flipped tables if someone was asking me questions like the way they were asking exactly. him. Like they'd yeah. be like, "So is it tr- is it a yet? Um, is it true that someone?" a boy from New Jersey died after some watching something on TikTok. And then the, the CEO is trying to like answer the question. He's like, it's a yes or no. It's a simple yes yeah, or no. Okay. I, I yield my time. Like, are exactly. you okay? They're bullying. I, I genuinely feel like this was like a public bullying, not yeah. giving the space and the platform for the CEO to actually answer. And he's doing the best he can because from my understanding, all these questions that are asking is a wide range of like technical developmental engineering to like, you know, pop policies that, you know, just one single CEO doesn't have privy to all of it. And he's doing the best he can. And when you're have cameras, like in front of you, taking pictures, being live streamed and like 20 something people like badgering you with questions that are clearly not in favor of you. Like it's clear. It painted such a clear dynamic of like you're bullying him. Yeah. And the questions just, they didn't even make sense because it's coming from people that don't understand Understand how the Wi-Fi works. Like that one guy being like, so can you tell us, can TikTok have access to a Wi-Fi network? And he's like, I'm like I mean, what? Well, if you want to use Wi-Fi for your app, they're going to yeah. have access to that. Does that mean that they can access all the other devices that are connected to the Wi-Fi? And they're like, I'm like, no. if you're under one Wi-Fi network, like it's like your home. Like, yeah, this is the thing we're explaining. These like these people can't even use smartphones. They, they don't clearly live in a different world. They don't know what like, I guess what in their eyes, young people are doing on this app. But like. I promise you just from working like that, we are so cautious about every single word because it could get your video like taken down. Like Mm. they really try their best to moderate. And of course there's going to be disinformation that seeps through every platform. And if you really want to look at that meta Reddit, Telegram, 4chan, like so many bad ones, but like, we're just zeroing in on this because, and it really just felt like, cause he looked, I mean, he's Asian and mm-hmm. they were literally could not connect. They're like, this guy has a Chinese face. He, he has an ulterior motive. Yeah. Like communist agenda, blah, blah, blah. It's like, and he said one time, he's like, yeah, my company hires Chinese people. Like every other company from Apple to like, we're just people. Like we obviously yeah. hire Chinese people. That's nothing to do with the larger thing. So like, it's, it's just funny. And like, they like it again, it, the precedent is like, yeah, I guess hold TikTok accountable but get people to actually understand to talk about it. And also if you're going to do that, hold everyone else accountable. Like this Mm -hmm. is truly like an infringement of what it means to be American, allegedly like to be free and like have freedom of expression. Like they're just like, nah, 
whatever. Like you can't, like these creators can't, this is so harmful. And then really using this insane, not even real narrative about how it's like poisoning kids via trafficking human traffic. It's literally doesn't even make sense. Like where is this even from? You know what I mean? So it's, it's just insane. So I think a lot of people were like the sympathy actually fell to the CEO for sure. I think there's like over a million hashtags on TikTok right now. That's team two, which is like Mm -hmm. the last name of the CEO, which is wild to me. It's insane. His name is Shu, right? Like S-H-O-U, Shu Chen. Shu, but his last name is, yeah, Chu. But I think like the hashtag that's trending is hashtag team Chu. So like, which is crazy. Would you just garnered that in like a day because of how that hearing went down, which is obviously everyone saw it as like so embarrassing, like Mm -hmm. just totally embarrassing. I think- U.S. thought that they were doing something good and clearly TikTok is being used as kind of like a scapegoat for all the things because you're right like and Shu mentioned it himself too like we abide by all the rules that other social media apps do like of course they're not perfect like yeah. I think also like they're yeah like they're trying new things and like I feel like they're using it because of like the tremendous growth that it had in the last few years like I think America just scared and they just feel super vulnerable but like they are pointing the finger at this one person to carry the guilt and like you know the shame of like, you know, potentially this app going wrong or like uh, creating addiction to kids. But like, hey, like that's been happening for years since social <laughs> media know. started. Like TikTok is not the only fall guy. Um, but it's just so funny because like I just been seeing so many TikToks about like people be like, imagine you had to sit in front of Congress, answer all these questions. You log into this app that you created and everyone's making thirst trap pictures of you and like declaring yeah. their love for you. Like that's amazing. I, and like, I, I mean like the only other time that we can actually compare to is I guess when Mark Zuckerberg was being questioned as well. And like, you know, nothing really came out of that. And like, you know, I feel like comparison to Mark and all these like tech CEOs like Shu definitely brought a bit more like hum- humanism to it I feel like he seems like yeah. a normal guy just trying to answer like he gave me like really young dad energy just trying to like do yeah. what's right and I think but maybe that yeah. could also be the their like I don't want to get fooled by that because I'm not saying uh, something of a tech company in this caliber is not only doing for the greater good like I'm sure there's something going on underneath it that we yeah for sure to. that could be harmful yeah. but like yeah. they're they're they did well choosing him as to be the spokesperson yeah definitely I mean like I'm no no one is here like advocating for TikTok they don't need to be advocated for yeah. it. they're fine it was more so like the treatment of what happens yeah. in a hearing that made you feel like holy shit this was so bad and it was so racist and it was so offensive that they literally saw his face as like an Asian face connected yes. to the communist thing. And then people were like, you could even sympathize for a CEO of a tech company, which no one should ever do. Like they're right. fine. He's but fine. like, that's insane that like it was the hearing was so terrible from Congress that that's the flip side of it. Now people mm-hmm. are like, yes, bae, like he's our king, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's crazy. You made a, you made a fan account, a fan cam of a freaking tech CEO because of how bad the U.S. like politicians and lawmakers are so, so, so out of touch. It was like such a great example of it. It was almost like the Congress were like in 1950s and we were yeah. like living in 2023. It was yeah. crazy. Like who proofed your questioning? Did you not no. get an understanding of how to set up like your Wi-Fi? Like it was just like the most basic foundational it's like, things. It's like asking my mom or your parents to like comment on this and like just go full throttle with trying to ban it. And like, they have never used this. Like it's just no. so, it's like, it's so out of touch. Like literally like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Just, just wild. They don't so like, it. yeah, it, it's, it, it was just like, and the fact that they like blamed all these like mental health or whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. they actually enact policies that cut mental health funding. Yeah. So don't blame mm-hmm. the, yes. app, the platform, yes. blame your own policies at the same time. Right. Like what the hell? Like you're literally cutting like healthcare to trans youth and all this kind of stuff. And you're talking about how TikTok's the one that is perpetuating mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Like that isn't the app. That's your own policies. Really? Yeah. Like also we crazy. really want to protect children. Like what about the fucking gun laws that are killing your children and like, you yeah. know, stripping away any like healthcare rights. Like, yeah, it's just like their priorities are so unhinged. Like it's terrifying. And yeah. I think like a pro to TikTok that will help the U S you know, see the light of it is like, think about all the money that TikTok has generated in terms of like, I upped my Sephora membership to the highest (laughs) one over months because of all the makeup products that TikTok is influencing me to buy. Like there are obviously like positive and negatives to like any tech and app, but like, and think of all the like creativity that comes out of it. And like how many jobs that people are going to lose when they yeah. get rid of TikTok. Like poor Alex Earl, like not poor her. She's <laughs> making a lot of money. But like, you know what I mean? Like it is livelihood. And I don't know. I just think it it's, is. it's an American should embrace. Mm-hmm. They should embrace their capitalist side and like know that it's made American companies lots of money. So yeah, you're going like, to have to get back a lot of money after paying out SVB. So I think you should yeah. let TikTok live. You need some money Honestly. coming in. And I think the brands of anything will like probably step in. Like I, I think overall this would be actually hard to see this actually go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what is like people saying, do you think it's actually going to get banned? Like, do you have any experts in your team that are being like, yeah, like I think it actually might sway the vote. Like, is it like a, does, do the Congress need to vote on like a, a law or something? They bring it, they bring it up to like the Biden administration, like, and see that, which is, I feel like Biden would be pro TikTok. Like through all these arguments, he's actually the one who is looking into it because, you know, like I said, with the balloon and you were saying they want to like look like they're hard on China, but this isn't the way to look hard on China. Like it's not like the same thing. I No, if you're trying to look hard on China and like, I'm standing up for Americans and the threat of China, like, whatever you may say, this is not the way to do it. Like this honestly TikTok is, is so, it's so far removed and only the people that don't use this app would understand that that's a thing. Mm. Um, like it, it's just like, you can also go and spy into like the Chinese one, like do Yin's open for us to look at. I actually think that in China, they can't see TikTok. Our, our servers yeah. don't allow it. So like, yes, they could say like high officials are looking at people's TikToks and shit, but like, everything like people have vpns all over the world mm-hmm. and again if you're not going to control or basically shut down the internet then this is like the stupidest thing to talk about so like yeah. this is not a hard look on it so basically like i was talking to like some of these coworkers, and it looked like congress in there felt they were so strong with all these questions and they had made up their mind like this is definitely going to be a ban but i think the reaction from the people slash i can only imagine like a brand like sephora or people that have been selling so much actually going to the thing and when it comes to it i'm sure these brands which also run america will mm-hmm. be like fuck that shit like yeah we sell so much there you're like messing up our entrepreneurial our like capitalists yeah. blah 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 whatever and so even like those kind of like brands like huge brands i think that we totally like they would have to fall to the brand so at the end of the day that's how i just see it so it's, it's gonna be really hard to enact that ban i i don't really know how to be it's honest. very complicated i yeah. yeah i see a lot of backfire i it's very unhinged i i pray for everyone's wellness <laughs> this sounds awful 
Um, but yeah, we'll see. Like, is there like a, a due date or like, is there like a timeline of like when we will see? There's the never is. It's like, it, like, it looks like it is, but like American stuff is always prolonged and talked about and like politicalized. It's like a theater, you know, like they mm-hmm. just have to keep going back and forth with it's it. It's a dinner it's and such a, show. a show. Honestly. And I guess we'll see, but yeah, yeah I, I think I don't know. this, if anything, I hope people are walking away realizing clowns are running America. Well, yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. I think they know that. Yeah. I think that's all we need to know. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I guess to be continued of anything that news coming out, but mm-hmm. I know you were traveling recently. Um, I don't even think you got to watch the Oscars IRL, but okay. I know you went to, you were in three countries in 11 days or something like that. Yeah. It was amazing. I went to Tokyo, Manila and then Seoul. And yeah. honestly, when I got back, it was like, obviously there's this thing like, Oh, I'm very lucky to go by the way. But like when you get back and you're back in like cold climate, there's nothing like it. <laughs> grayness, the food. Oh, like it's, I'm just so sad about it. Like, yeah. I think we'll talk. I can talk more in the next episode, but like each place and stuff. But my overall takeaway is like, there is something about like uh, that shared among like a lot of East Asians, Southeast Asians, like in our culture that is so familial and it's so yes. based around food that it can never be replicated here. Like, like yeah. every place had that. And like in Korea, like me and my partner didn't speak Korean, but like when we went into a restaurant, like honestly, it was a bunch of like, the, like these aunties, like just trying to help us eat, like just giving us free shit and like, like cooking it for us. Cause obviously we're not experience. used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Did and you- like, it's very like caring and maternal that way. Like, you know, it, it was so it's like, you don't do that here. You don't just like you really in the know. Philippines, like you could walk into your neighbor's house and chill for like a second, like, and just like hang out all day, but you don't do that here. Like we just don't have that culture. Everyone's so yeah. independent and the weather is not permitting as well. And it's just like very different vibes. And I, I miss that. Like I love Asia for that, you know, yeah. for sure. It's so funny you bring that up because I had this like awakening recently about this exact thing. Um, I've talked about this a lot before in previous episodes, but like in Korean, there is this word called chung, where it's just kind of yes. like um, a mutual understanding of like likeness with other people, um, especially mm-hmm. within the Korean or like Asian communities. And I recently hung out with two Korean friends and I walked away from that hangout being like, oh my God, like that was so fun. But like it hit me, it connected with me in a different way. And I was thinking yeah. about the last time I felt this was again, was like years ago when I hung out with there was four Korean girls that we all hung out in. It was in New York, but like um, I was the oldest and there is like this mutual respect for elders and like younger people within the Korean community. And then when I left, the youngest one messaged me, be like, hey, Omni, like it was so good hanging out with you. Like, I hope you have a safe flight back and like kind of give me that courteous message. It's like, to me, it's such a common sense thing to do, but you don't yeah. get that in North America. And no, so no. being able to like acknowledge that, and I think it's because I also grew up in Korea from like ages of until 10 and also watching K-dramas where they infiltrate these cultures. Like I see it and it's it's literally in my DNA. And I was like talking yeah. to my therapist about it too, being like, I don't know why I'm like having this longing for wanting to hang out with like just Asians or like just Koreans because like it it, it touches me in a way that I can't explain and I can't necessarily get it from, you know, my other yeah, friends. Definitely. And not to say that I only want to exclusively hang out with people, like, you know, specific group of people, but I think I needed to acknowledge this because I have been feeling ways of like, you know, my expectation of friends was, wasn't really being, um, matched in a certain way with a certain type of group of friends. And I didn't yeah. realize why. And I think it is because like, I am genuinely just, 
embedded with different type of love that I want to show and give and that mutual understanding that I was only really able to get it from my Asian friends. No, I totally get that. That's the feeling that I got. It's honestly like you had a word for it, which is a really good word. And I think if you try to describe it in English, it's a little bit undescribable. It's like lots of lots of care through actions, not just saying things like mm-hmm. not just like, oh, you're the best, blah, 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 blah. Like actually doing Showing stuff for one for another exactly. yeah, and like respecting each other's space and time and customs and not feeling like weirded out by it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's so important. Like there's so many unspoken things that I do in my culture and you do as well, that it doesn't need to be explained. It's just there. Like it mm-hmm. just is what it is. And you know, I'm, I feel like lucky that I grew up with that. And obviously some people don't know that they don't know how to give that because they don't have that. And like different cultures are very independent. They don't do that. But like, definitely I felt that in all three places that I went to. And mm-hmm. it was just so, it was so nice. I felt like I lived like three lifetimes in like two you weeks. Did. It was so amazing. I was everywhere and, and having the best she- time. What's E-E-A-O? Everything, everywhere, all at once. I was everywhere. I was like 500 people in one trip. Like it was amazing. It was like so great. And I'm very sad about it. Um, But yes, when I landed, it was just like I I just caught. Yeah. And I just got caught the Michelle Yeoh winning. I just got that one part. I'm like, wow, that's a crazy way to enter back in my country. Like it's it's fucking insane. And (laughs) Yeah, but like you watched the whole thing where you saw like not just Michelle, but like everyone in the cast mm-hmm. and other people actually win. So like, what was that like? Like, I mean, I caught the highlights, but like, yeah, yeah. What what was it like when you were watching okay. it live? I guess I know Oscar's talk is like a couple of weeks old now, so I won't dwell too much on it. But I yeah. thought starting the night with Key uh, Key winning was incredible. It really set the emotions high, and I think he's been doing so much of the speeches during the war circuit like it was not that it was getting boring but like how many more different ways can you talk about like your story so I feel like that was a disservice to the EEAO because they were just winning the war circuit so much leading up to the Oscars yeah. um, I have such a qualm about Jamie Lee Curtis's win um, oh, so I much. think yeah. from the, all the discourse that I listened to was that like you know it was more of like a career win not the role win because I yeah, think definitely. if we want to give this someone Steph Shu definitely had way more diverse acting ranges to show in that movie than Jamie Lee Curtis I also didn't appreciate her speech because he had just won and then her speech her whole theme was like to all the people in the cast and crew that worked on this movie we just won an Oscar and I'm like babe he just won an Oscar before you. You're not, you're not the only one. And yeah. she didn't even give any notes to Steph, who was also nominated in the same category. And it was just like all about her win. And like, sure, she's an icon or like she's been in the church for like a long time. But I just felt like it was very like a self-serving thing, especially yeah. when you're trying to like uplift, you know, the entire team and stuff. So yeah. that's just my only thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And um, yeah, it was, I had a really emotional moment watching the Oscars. Because it was the first award show where there were so many Asians, like in every segment, like either it was they're nominated or they were winning or they're in the audience. And like, I truly felt like representative for the first time in like a very North American um, like setting. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think. Yeah, the wins are amazing. I totally agree with the Jamie Lee Curtis. I think everyone agrees with that. And honestly, Yes, if Stephanie didn't win, like Angela Bassett had this amazing mm-hmm. in in Wakanda Forever. I think that's what it, it mm-hmm. was so good. Like, and 
even if you put them like Steph against and like those two, like just gave incredible yeah. performances, like transformative. Like we really let an IRS agent beat these two. Like what the fuck? Like that's yeah. crazy. That's such an easy role to play. Exactly. And yes, I'm not saying that she didn't like work it or whatever, like, but I'm saying it was small. It wasn't like, literally, I feel like anyone could really be subbed into that position. And if they're play kind of like, character. play like kind of like wonky and weird and like kind of a hard ass, but like mm-hmm. whatever, it's like, it's not hard. Like that one, whatever. So that one, those two, uh, that one, I was like, come on, this is such bullshit. Like whatever. Yeah, it was a cop um, Yeah. But I agree. Like I definitely seeing like so many different movies come out now. Like it's actually hard to keep up. And I like that it's hard to keep up because I want to normalize like it being exactly. so frequent that I'm, I can't even catch up with what's happening. And yeah. I know you've watched a few since then. Yes. I haven't watched any with like a leading Asian cast because I've been so busy, but I've been seeing it through your stories and mm-hmm. just seeing what's coming out. I'm like, wow, there's a lot. Actually. Yeah. Let me give you a rundown for those who did not watch my TikTok yet on Maiden. Okay. Um, write this list down. Write this okay. list down, everybody. I'm going to start with Rice Boy Sleeps because that's the most recent that's in theaters. I believe it's actually only in Canada. So keep that in mind for American listeners. But Rice Boy Sleeps is about a single mother who moves to Canada with her son and let me tell you, I am not the biggest crier. I think when I also go into a movie or a show knowing that I'm going to cry and I'm not crying, I had a steady stream of tears for the entire hour and 15 oh my minutes God. of this movie. Even the opening scene, like the opening credits are still rolling, but like the scene of it just made me bawl my eyes out. It was the most beautiful, realistic movie that I have seen about the immigrant experience and it wasn't Mm. so artistically stylized to be like a Minari which I still think was a beautiful movie I think just like the storytelling and the pace of it just felt so raw and it's filmed in film so it has like a really kind of like fuzzy texture and gives it to like the nostalgic feel as you're watching it and even though it's about like a son and like a single mother like it helped me see a lot of my life's moments through my mom's perspective and like definitely grow more empathy to that. And then also like revisiting my like inner child of situations. Like there's this one scene when uh, the boy who's like a teenager is at his like white friend's house having lunch or like hanging out. And the boy's talking about like, Oh, like you have a crush on like Kelsey, don't you? Like you should try to hook up with her at the party. And like the Korean boy is kind of being like, Oh no, like, I'm not like that or whatever. And I remember having that kind of situation to me because I had zero self-esteem that like I was attractive because I was always yeah, yeah. the only Asian and I never saw any other Asians being attractive. So like maybe I'm like projecting my own experience to it, but it, I, I felt that because I was like, I've been there when I had to downplay having a crush on that guy because I just knew they would never be attractive They to wouldn't, me. yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. So just, there are just so many moments like that throughout the entire movie where you just like see your own life experience. And there's some parts that I wasn't even, it wasn't even sad, but I was just like kept connecting my own experience to it. So anyways, I highly, highly recommend to anyone that wants to see it. And the writer and the director, his name is Anthony Shim. And wow, Shim is a very uncommon Korean last name. So I would like to say maybe we're related. And he also lived <laughs> in Vancouver Island. So did I. So I actually want to like send him a DM. That's really cool. Telling him how much I loved it. Okay. Sorry. To get through. Rice Boy Sleeps. Go watch it. We have a new one coming out called 
uh, Past Lies with Greta Lee and Oh, I saw that. That one, oh my gosh, looks amazing. I've talked enough about it. But again, two Asian leads. I think it's going to be incredible. Joyride is another one that's coming out. A girl from um, Emily in Paris, Ashley Park, I think. And the Steph Hugh from EEAO is also in it. Cool. Four female Asian leads. And it's it's like a comedy. And it's not like a stupid... Not stupid. It's not like oh, a I did see it. I love that one. Yeah, yeah. Not a rom com like a crazy rich agents, but it's just like you would totally see like four white girls having like a road trip and like talking about it. But it's about a girl who was adopted from China or something when she was young, and then it's about her going to find her biological mother. Um, and then like the chaos ensues during this road trip. So yeah, yeah. There is a lot. I saw there that they're, they're actually so chaotic, and I was yeah. like, wow, this is actual representation. Like it looks funny. I can. I can relate. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally. And I, love, and I love seeing all these like people that I never really got to see on the mainstream, you know, aside from like the Aquafinas and like the Simu Louie, like I feel like we're getting now finally some like diverse casting. Some different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Safe to say, like you said, I think it's like it's becoming so normal. Like I don't want to I hope that we're not like spoiled just for now. Like I hope this is the beginning of like a change and, you know, normalizing things to see ourselves in the big screen in like a big way. Yeah, I think like, I think we have the, it's not a moment. I think it's just, it's a moment and then it's going to, it's a thing. And then don't make it a moment and then it's just a thing. Yeah, I think that's just the way it has to be. Just, it's a thing now and it's a a really good sign. But yeah, thank you for that. I definitely will watch those. I Mm -hmm. think Rice Boy Sleeps is so personal because it's actually where we live too. Like, I think that has a special note to it. And like, Mm -hmm. honestly, we should try to get that director to speak to us that's amazing yeah i'm gonna slide into his dm now we'll see hey but yeah so many good things coming up excited um this was a great culture wrap up we'll yep. do more frequently of time as time goes on don't you worry for sure everyone. and also we're on tiktok so follow yeah. us there i'm sure you oh, can find we're it we're trying to really grow our tiktok so guys <laughs> follow us there. well let's just hope this band doesn't come and we're still <laughs> trying to grow our tiktok so Forgot that's what's that. happening for us yes, yes exactly well, well thanks for listening guys we'll catch you next time Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Made In. Email us at hi at imadein.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at imadein underscore. Thank you again.